Praise the Lord, praise the Lord, praise the Lord. Let everything that have breath praise the Lord. And I'm breathing, I'm alive, and I am so glad that I can praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. I trust that you will do the same with me when you find yourself alive uh, this day that you will begin to praise the Lord. Yes, we are looking at this great hero of the faith. His name is Joseph. We are looking at a man with persistent faith. Persistent faith. Last morning, I shared with you that a persistent faith is not perturbed by broken pledges. Yes, Joseph was in prison, and he, there were two prisoners there who Joseph interpreted their dream. He told one of them, when you are restored, I would like for you to remember me. Even though the butler did not keep his promise, and he did promise Joseph that he will, after the interpretation of his dream, he did not keep his promise. He came out and went back to the king's house, continued serving. He left Joseph in prison, didn't even remember him. What did Joseph do? Did he blame God? No. Did he complain? No. What did he do? He kept on trusting in God. So, as I look at this, his faith persisted. While others, no doubt, would have complained and uh, began to wonder, well, what's going on? Or what type of thing is this? Joseph just kept on going on with that persistent faith. This day, uh, we like for us to look at a persistent faith is not influenced by human reasoning. A persistent faith is not influenced by human reasoning. And this man, Joseph, with this persistent faith, did not allow human reasoning to influence him in any way where he would stop being persistent in his faith. In Genesis chapter 45, I want to read the first eight verses for you and make a few comments from there. Then Joseph could not refrain himself before all them that stood by him, and he cried, cause every man to go out from me and there stood no man with him while joseph made himself known unto his brethren yes by this time now the brethren are down in egypt and they are looking for corn to take back at home because there's a famine at home in verse 2 and he wept aloud and the Egyptians and the house of Pharaoh heard. And Joseph said unto his brethren, I am Joseph, doth my father yet live? And his brethren could not answer him, for they were troubled at his presence. Could you imagine all these years, this man of God has not seen his father, has not heard anything about his father. And here are the brethren that sold him into slavery. Here are the brethren that wanted to kill him, the brethren that threw him in a pit. Here they are coming before him. And Joseph could have said, I got you now. Yeah, you wanted to kill me. I got you now. You hate me. I got you now. No, Joseph did not do that. Joseph loved his brethren so much that he cried and he made himself known unto his brethren. Verse 4, And Joseph said unto his brethren, Come near me, I pray you. And there came near. And he said, I am Joseph, your brother, whom ye sold into Egypt. Now, therefore, be not grieved not angry with yourselves that ye sold me hither 
for God did send me before you to preserve life. For these two years had the famine been in the land, and yet there are five years in the which there shall neither be earing nor harvest. And God sent me before you to preserve you a posterity in the earth and to save your lives by a great deliverance. So no, it was not you that sent me hither, but God. And he made me a father to Pharaoh and Lord of all his house and a ruler throughout all the land of Egypt. What a man. What a man. What an attitude. What a faith. What a man of God. And all that he went through, his adversity, his sorrow. There is not a word found where Joseph ever questioned the wisdom and the will of God. He was hated by his brethren. Mm, he still did not question God. Soul in slavery, still did not get upset and question God. Cast into a pit, still did not question God. Lied on by Potiphar's wife. Put in prison, let down by the butler. In spite of all of that, Joseph knew that God was still on the throne and his faith persisted. Let me read for you again verse 4 to verse number 8 of chapter 45 of Genesis. And Joseph said unto his brethren, Come near to me. Could you imagine? He's now calling his brethren. He's in command. They're down in Egypt. And he's calling them to come near to him. They must be frightened by now. He said, come near to me, I pray you. And what did they do? And they came near. And he said, I am Joseph, your brother, whom ye sold into Egypt. Now, listening to these words, you would think that Joseph is upset. No, he's not upset. The man has an attitude ooh, out of this world that brings honor and glory to God. Look at verse 5. Now, therefore, be not grieved. What is he saying to his brothers? Don't grieve. Don't worry about it. Don't feel bad about it. Nor angry with yourselves. Don't get angry with yourselves about what? That ye sold me hither. For God did send me before you to preserve life. What an attitude. The man realized that this is the will of God, even his selling. And he said, God, send me ahead of you. You have to do this. God do this so that not only your life will be preserved, but the life of the nation, the life of Israel will be preserved. And then Joseph explained, he said, for these two years had the famine been in the land. Yes, two years has already passed and there is no food and the famine has been in the land for two years. But he tells them something else. He said, and yet there are five years in the which there shall neither be earing nor harvest. Mm. In other words, we got five more years to go. The, the famine will be for seven years and you are already suffering from the lack of food. What's going to happen if God did not send me down here ahead of time? He said in verse 7, and God sent me before you. For what reason? To preserve you as posterity in the earth and to save your lives by a great deliverance. 
What an attitude. Lord, help me to be like this man. So now it was not you that sent me thither, but God. And he had made me a father to Pharaoh and Lord over all his house and a ruler throughout all the land of Egypt. What you meant for evil, God turned it out for good. You didn't know what you were doing. You thought that you were doing something just to spite me. But I want you to know God sent me here and God sent me here for a purpose. In other words, Joseph is saying, watch, watch. God has a will. God has a plan for our lives. And sometimes we may not understand it at the beginning. But all we need to do is to trust God and allow our faith to be persistent. Every disappointment, it seems as if he met with, he took it as from God and kept on going and going and going for the Lord. And here now, we see his persistent faith is not influenced by human reasoning. He could have said to them, this is my time to get even with you. But no, he stopped and he said to them, this is the reason why God sent me ahead of you. And you did what you did and God used it oh, to preserve life. What an attitude. I pray that something about this man's life would be present in our lives. I pray that you and I would have this persistent faith and not be influenced by human reasoning. For many times, human beings would do things and say things and would cause us to want to do things and say things that are not pleasing to God. Let's use Joseph as our witness. Let's use Joseph as our example this morning. Our Father, thank you, dear God, for such a man. Thank you, dear God, that he did not allow the influence by his brethren Oh, the behavior of his brethren to influence him, their God, in the wrong way. But Father, he realized that all things work together for good to them that love God, to those who are called according to his purpose. Lord, you prepared him so that not only his brethren would be saved, but his father would be saved. And this is how the children of Israel got down in Egypt. Oh, because he was there. And Joseph is saying, one of these days, you are going to be delivered from Egypt. When you are delivered from Egypt, I will be dead, but take my bones with you. Oh, God, what a fate. What a fate. What a man of fate. Help us, dear God, that we'll be persistent in our fate. Be with your people throughout this day. Meet every need that they would have. Thank you for your love. Thank you for your mercy. Thank you for your grace. Thank you for everything that you have done and doing in our lives. We love you. We praise you. Meet the needs, dear God. Oh, God, have mercy upon those that are crying out to you. May your will be done and may we be understanding that you are working all things out for our good and for your glory. We love you and praise you. Thank you. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Brethren, God bless you. Have a great day. And let your faith continue to persist even when you have to stand against human reasoning. Have a great day.